Although in Satyuga this plan was very difficult to execute, in Kali Yuga, which is full of Shudras and demons, the Brahmanical culture is lost and it can be revived only by the chanting of the Mahamantra. Therefore, the Krishna conscious movement or the Hare Krishna movement has been inaugurated to revive Brahmanical culture very easily so that people may become happy, peaceful in this life and prepare for elevation in the next. In this regard, Srila Madhavacharya quotes this verse from the Brahmata Purana, Vipra Yiknati Moolam Tu Hari Itihasulam Matam, Hari Devahi Sarvasya Moolam Samyam Matonipa. O King, the demons think that Hari, Lord Vishnu, exists because of the Brahmanas and Yiknas, but actually, Hari is the cause of everything, including the Brahmanas and Yiknas. Therefore, through the popularizing of Hari Kirtan or the Sankirtan movement, the Brahmanical culture and the Kshatriya government will automatically come back and people will be extremely happy. Prabhu speaking. Prabhu is speaking. Uh, let us have introspection. 
How many of us would have taken position of Prahlad? I don't think anybody. So why do fight with such a big man? You know? I may be devotee, but we will consider any, anyway inside my heart I am devotee. Why should I fight with my father? But here he devoted such a great personality. Uh, one with the whole world, and way one person that is Prahlad. He's on his own. And such a transcendental person. And what Srila Prabhupada said is committee. Which in our uh, society we have one Prahlad. Srila Prabhupada himself was such a great devotee. Sanapati Bhakta, according to Lochandra uh, Thakur, according to Radhos Thakur, according to Vrindavan Thakur. Rupakushari Pala also told that wish one day somebody will come will write on the books and teach. They're just you know excavating, renovating Vrindavan Dham and writing all the books, but we want somebody in future he should also do this. So uh, one person he could purify the whole world and change from that uh, perspective. And uh, uh, he, whatsoever he made, he made them devotee. And Prahlad own teachings with the children uh, later, uh, he made them devotee. And what he wanted, that was the final say. What Hilary uh, Krishna thought, that's not the point. But we get, we, in this world, we get bewildered that. The worldly, this uh, demonic culture, is it possible? Uh, let us give a reflection. Ishkorn, when Srila Prabhupada was there in Ishkorn, in, in America, Europe, in Australia, it was very vibrant. But India, it was not so much, only few centers. There were only centers, Vrindavan, Mayapur, Bombay, Hyderabad, is the Islamic center. Others are all native places. And during Sri Prabhupada's lifetime, only Obadeshwar uh, and Chandigarh land we got. Rest were all small, small centers, just a small rented place. But uh, at that time, it was not sure also that what will happen to the society. And good information I'll give you. After Sri Prabhupada's departure from this planet, it was Australia. In temples who were supporting Ishkorn Mayapur for a long time. Jai. Ishkorn Australia Ki. Clapers clapping. Bhavanda Prabhu was in charge for maintenance. Dhatar Maharaj was preaching. He was, his duty was to preach in a smaller area. And Bhavanda Prabhu, he was managing those days. Vrindavan, Mayapur, both. Vrindavan also had a financial crisis. And he was big support those days. And uh, before that, when Sri Prabhupada was there at the time, he was getting funds from Australia, Japan, America. They were giving USA for Vrindavan, Mayapur. After Sri Prabhupada, it was difficult. From 78 onwards up to 84, uh, 85, it was uh, 
Mayapur with special needs, then some other they help him. So here the Brahminical culture, the way is Pralatkan, it is possible, but the way we do may not be possible. Now we say probably how it is possible to change this world. But the wish of a, a saintly person, a guru, or pure soul, or the Sanapati Bhakti, like Srila Prabhupada, it is possible. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told that Prithivite Asajatur Navaradigram Sarvatta Prachar Vivimura. Every town and village, Krishna's name will be chanted. That we all know. But Srila Prabhupada told further, Prithivite Navaradi Asajatur Navaradi Sakalai Lai Krishna. Tahoe Ananda Hai, Tabe Hai, Digvijay, Chaitanya Kathavatisha. That I want that all over the world, not only every town and village, even the ocean, even the river, even the trees, birds, beasts, aquatics, uh, the world, everybody should chant Krishna's name. See the kind of desire. So, if we take shelter of Srila Prabhupada and preach, I think it is possible. And uh, those who have unflinching faith, and Guru Sri Prabhupada is a uh, preeminent Sikshak, he is the founder of Guru Vishkan. And uh, all scriptures in Bhagavatam says, Srimad Bhagavatam, many places says, Sanatana Goswami, especially referred, but if we are in the center pure, bona uh, fide uh, Guru, then only back to God is possible. So if we are in the center of Sri Prabhupada and remembering him, Things are possible. It was Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsh Thakur who had desired. It was Bhakti Vinod Thakur and finally Srila Prabhupada made it possible. Uh, that is uh, because uh, his, he wanted to execute his uh, Guru's order. Uh, I remember in Bhavavati uh, program in, in Chennai, somebody asked that Swamiji, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told that. Uh, this uh, Krishna Bhakti will be spread all over the world, but you did it. Maybe you are bigger than Chaitanya. He told that this way. But Sri Prabhupada said, It's not like that. Chaitanya Prabhupada wanted to give me credit. He wanted I should do it. So, whatever we do, we should not think that I am the dweller, but the Lord is giving us credit, credit, whatever we can do. Uh, right now, the situation is like that. Some areas, Krishna Bhakti is very uh, flawless, it is possible, some, some of them they are getting some difficulties. But if we stay with the devotees, then it's possible. Uh, Chaitanya gave uh, five formula to be to Sanatana Goswami, that how to execute Bhakti. Uh, as we all know, that is uh, first of the Bhakta Sang, Devotees Association, Sadhu Sangha. Mathurabhas, Bhagavatsava, Nam, Sakritam, Vikrasiva. See, if we just keep these five principles, that somehow or other, even if we like and dislike, we should have an association of the Vaishnavas. Uh, we don't know how they are And only possible uh, uh, association of Vaishnavas, we can continue Krishna Bhakti. Krishna Bhakti, Murhai, Sadhusha. The root uh, of Krishna Bhakti is only association of the Vaishnavas. Uh, 
This is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told to Sanatana Goswami. So if we follow uh, worshipping the deities, the devotees association, and serving the Vaishnavas, Vigraha Seva, then uh, uh, Mothuravas, but it is not always possible to stay in Dham. Like some of them they are blessed to stay in Vrindavan Dham, my Pradham. But it is also true uh, that uh, Narthavadas Thakurpur very nicely, Jethanam Shakritam Chetavindavan. Sometimes maybe you are in foreign country, like you are in Australia, maybe you are practicing Krishna Bhakti very nicely. But as soon as you go to Vrindavan, then you may think something else. You may try to find out what, oh, this is not good, that is not good, that is not good. There's so, so much dust here, first of all. There's no cleanness is maintained. So we see the external things. Narthamdas Thakur says that Vishoy Charya Kavi Shuddhavimon Kavi Ham Hirava Sri Vrindavan. If we are very much aloof from worldly things, then we can see the, the real Vrindavan, real Vrindavan. And otherwise, we see the external things, then we, we get more open to the place. Then, Agvasanam, Sankirtan, Vigraha, Seva, Srimurti. So all those uh, five factors, if you continue, it's possible. So by any means, we should continue. And if we get discouraged, Vaishnavas, Sadhu, Guru, Vaishnavas there, we should be encouraged. And if we have a, a, a what you call a very proactive Seva, uh, then it's possible. And the devotees are always optimistic, not they're not pessimistic. We have to continue. Then, spiritual life is possible. We should take some service seriously and execute it. Uh, otherwise, mind may go here and there. It is uh, very good to stay in the association of devotees, but Maya also try to uh, test us and we get defeated. Sometimes we are very serious, sometimes we are not serious, sometimes again we become serious. So we have to bring the steadiness in our devotional service. And how is possible? That we have to have faith on Sadhu Guru Vaishnava's word. And we have to say goodbye to Maya. But otherwise, Maya can destroy anybody. So we have to keep in mind that uh, we should not give any chance to Maya to come to our mind and intelligence and overpower us. Uh, that is possible when we keep uh, very focused, very clearly, Dhirena Chitta, Dhirabrata. So we have to be Dhirabrata. Uh, so if we are determined, it is possible. If you are not, Krishna is also telling that a devotee is yogi, and the yogi, he is, a, he is supreme. Uh, because yogi parastham veti chaitam that this yogi can get everything and we should be focused where we are going. Uh, if we are approaching Krishna, we go to Krishna Sabu. Chanti Devi Prata Devan, Pitri Janti Pitri Prata, Bhuta Jati Bhuteja, Janti Manjali. So those who are worshipping demigod, they will go to demigod, those who worship ghost, those who become ghost. Those who want to be those the devotee of Krishna, they will go to Krishna. And those who are in Maya, certainly they will be ghosts. 
Then I'm posted only post like human being. So I hope anybody like to be ghost? No. So we all want to be Krishna. So we want to go back to God Krishna. So Krishna means not me. Krishna means if we want to be ghost, we can be ghost. But if we act like ghosts, Satguru will be like ghost. Why not? So only people they don't know. Krishna is coming to telling very nicely that Pisachi Paile Jana Madhichanahaya Maya Krasta Jivera Sebhavada. Those who are worldly people, they are Maya. And what how they act? They act like a uh, a man haunted by a ghost. So worldly uh, worldly people are like a man and haunted by a ghost. That's what Chaitanya Chaitanya says. It is there in Bhagavatam. Because whatever the Bengali translation, it's all from people's scripture. He has not quoted anything from on his own. So uh, that is how and Prahlad have teachings of such a, a vast. Srila Prabhupada made one book called Teachings of Prahlad. And if we follow this, he gave Prahlad gave Maharaj gave a lot of eyesight. Even Navabhida Bhakti or how to deal with man and women, what to do, what not to do, and what to stand. He also told that one should be done with the worldly sense environment. Very, very profound knowledge is there. We have to read, we have to also read in between the lines what is meant to say. And that make our mind very focused on Krishna Bhakti. Verses. Just before we come to this verse, now this the whole thing is 
Hiranyaksha is dead. Hiranyakashipu is angry because his brother died. And now he wants to do a tit for that because he's really angry about it and he wants to take a revenge. And this is a time, this verse come where he says, we should kill, I am planning to kill Vishnu. And while I go and kill Vishnu, all of you go down there and you know stop the Brahmanical culture because it looks like Vishnu is nourished but the Brahmanical culture is followed. So this is where our words stand. But if you just observe the words before, in the seventh verse and the eighth verse, the kind of words that Hiranyakashipu uses for Lord Vishnu, he says he's a supreme person and by nature he is not uh, um, you know what you say, he's not, uh, he's equal to everybody. So in one way he's actually glorifying Vishnu. He says he's equal to everybody, he's supreme person. And then in our today's verse also, he uses that Krishna, Kumar, he says big, big man, supreme person. And Dharma Syahi, Dharma is a personification of Dharma. Now the way he actually is speaking is, you know, he's actually glorifying the Lord. Now when we read these words, we understand that they have so much knowledge that the Lord is supreme. It's not that they are ignorant. Even when we see in the case of Ravan, even till today, if you go to Varanasi and you ask for Ravana Bhashya, his commentary on Rig Veda, you will get it. Such an amazing speaker he was. He could give commentary on scriptures. And whether we see Kamsa, he had amazing knowledge about scriptures. And whether we see Hiranyaksha, Hiranyakashipu, amazing knowledge about the scriptures. In fact, the, the verses where Hiranyakashipu is giving a you know, pep talk, a counseling, when Hiranyakashipu dies to the family members, if we just remove that word, you know, Hiranyakashipu vacha and put, you know, some Vaishnava achari vacha, we can believe it. Because he just spoke so wonderfully, you know, about how, you know, the transformation of body and soul. So I was just wondering that he knows everything, but still he is, you know, he wants to do tip for tat. So what? motivated him to do that. Circumstance, situation, because he suffered some kind of a loss, some adversity, some problem in his life, and because because he, in fact, he was, he had nothing to do with Vishnu. He had no enmity. The whole thing started when Vishnu played Hiranaksha. And then, otherwise, he thinks he is nice, but he has supported the demigods. That's his anger. And I was just thinking that, we can so much relate to it. Even our life, we love Lord Krishna. We have no issues and we have heard so much about him. But the whole problem arises when provocating situations come in our life, we are not able to surrender. When provocating situations come in our life, we also are inspired to do a tit for tat. And at that time, no matter whatever we have read from Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita, we think, Okay, for now, that, let that knowledge be, but I need to deal with this situation. So we can so much relate to it, that the same thing is happening to us. And why is this happening to us is because our faith is second-hand faith, you know. We don't have first-hand faith on Krishna. Our faith on Krishna is coming because of what we heard. Our faith on Krishna is coming because of other people's conviction. Our faith on faith Krishna is coming because of our inspiration from other people because they have faith in Krishna. And now because we hear from them, we have a second-hand faith on Krishna. So there is no harm. It all begins with second-hand only. Because you know we don't know Krishna. Somebody talks about Krishna. Somebody loves Krishna. And somebody tells us Krishna is so great. And 
we are inspired, we see their life and we, we also develop faith. But the second-hand faith on Krishna has to convert into first-hand faith on Krishna gradually. If it always remains on a second-hand faith, then when provocating situations come in our life, we will not be able to manage it. So when we, we have to make a conscious effort to make our second-hand faith on Krishna to first-hand faith on Krishna by deliberating, contemplating, analyzing, understanding and practicing Krishna consciousness. When we do practice regular basis and our second-hand faith on Krishna will become first-hand faith on Krishna because we'll also start experiencing Krishna in our life. Right? So if that is done, then even during you know, provocating situations, we will be able to stand. Now, um, Especially I was thinking because those two days that I'm here, or rather last one and a half day that I'm here, you know, I, when I was interacting with the devotees, I did come to know about some untimely deaths that have happened in the community. You know, some, some kids, little kids, you know, one um, last year some kid and two days back some kid. It's difficult, you know, how do we manage our mind and situation during the kind of, you know, when something wrong happens. It's easy to practice Krishna consciousness because everything is fine. But when everything is not fine, what to do? So I want to share with you all this acronym. You know, what to do when we are faced with adverse situation. Here, Hiranyakshan, Hiranyakashuku is faced with an adverse situation. His brother died and for him it was an untimely death. And his, what we see, his response, he wants to do a tip for that and he's angry on Vishnu. We are also in the same situation, some untimely death. Now what should be our response? So we can understand how what should be our response by this small acronym. I-D-E-A, idea. Whenever we are faced with such situation in our life, we should understand I for identity. This is one situation where we can we are not this body, we are soul. We are hearing it hundreds of times. In fact, Sri Prabhupada, maximum of his lectures, if we hear, this one thing he keeps repeating, we are not body, we are soul. So if we, when we are faced with adverse situation, we can again remind ourselves, so what's my identity? I'm not this body, I'm soul. And this is, you know, when we face adverse situations in our life, <clears throat> one way, this situations increase the validity of scriptures. Because scriptures are saying that Dukkalayam Ashashvatam. And we are hearing it, and now we are also experiencing it. So one way we can understand, if this part of the scripture is right, that means the second part of the scripture also must be right. Where Krishna says that if you surrender to me, take shelter of me, and then you will be fine. So when the first part has proved to be right, that means now we should push ourselves and try to experience the second part of it also. So this is one opportunity where we can understand, yeah, whatever scriptures are saying is actually right. There it is, Dukhayam. We just see till day before yesterday everything was fine and suddenly things are changing. So yes, this world is temporary and it's full of miseries. So when we keep this eye for identity, okay, I am a part and parcel of Krishna, I am a soul, this is what this world is, what is my position in context with this world, then that will make our sorrow a little less. Right? When we start understanding, okay, I'm not this body, and whatever is happening around me, it's not it's not me. 
It is different from whatever is happening is around me. I'm not part of it. I'm a soul. The other thing we can do is I for identity and D for divinity. We understand whatever happens in this world, okay, whatever karma we are doing, we are getting a reaction back. But the formula is karma plus deva plus kala is equal to result. But the problem is karma we can see. Kala and deva we can't see. And because we can't see, we tend to forget it. So we are always thinking karma is equal to result. And that is why when situations are not in our control or something happens which is not conducive, then we get we start feeling guilty. Maybe I should have done things right. Maybe if I would have done it this way, maybe this would not have happened. If I was there present by, my, by the side of my child, maybe this incident would not have happened. But we don't understand. It is not karma is equal to result. It is karma plus daiva plus kala is equal to result. And it's not in our hand. And, and Krishna's mathematics is not 2 plus 2 is equal to 4. Krishna's mathematics can be 2 plus 2, 8 also. So, you know, we can't calculate if I do like this, this will happen. Krishna can do anything. Sometimes small mistake, big punishment. Sometimes big mistake, no punishment. You know? We see in the case of Parikshit Maharaj. If you try to analyze the whole incident of Parikshit Maharaj, he did do some very big grave crime. He was thirsty and he put a dead snake. And that fraction of a moment out of anger on Rishabhi uh, Krishi. And he got uh, caused to be killed. Now this is um, not in proportion. The punishment that he got is not in proportion of the crime he committed, right? So why does it work like that? Sometimes we do something very small and we create such a big punishment. And sometimes something very big, you know, like Indra, he wanted to kill the Vrajwasis, cold-blooded murder. But Krishna forgive him, right? Sometimes something very big, but no punishment, small punishment, sometimes small thing, but big, big punishment. The whole point is, you know, it is like, you know, when you have a, <clears throat> when you have a gun, you know, sometimes there is a toy gun, there is a stun gun, and there is a real gun. Now, if a bullet comes out from real gun, we die. The bullet comes out from a toy gun, we don't die. The bullet comes out from a stun gun, okay, we are stunned for some time. Now, if you press a trigger, then only bullet will come out. Whether it is a toy gun, or a real gun, or a stun gun, you will have to press the trigger. Now that trigger is karma that we perform. Unless and until we perform a karma, the bullet will not come out. But after pressing that trigger, which bullet will come out, that Krishna will decide. So even if you are pressing the bullet of a toy gun or a real gun or a stun gun, which bullet will come out, that Krishna decides. So sometimes you may have made a very small mistake, but a bullet comes and kills you. And sometimes a big mistake, but nothing comes out. So it's all, you know, the D factor, you know, gana karma no gati. You don't know how karma comes in what way and what shape, you know. And I was reading this very interesting quote by Bhaktisiddhanta Sasmathakur. He said, Bhakti relieves us from the burden of being the controller of this world. Did you get it? Bhakti relieves us 
from the burden of being controller of this world. You know, we we think we are controller of this world and we are unnecessarily carrying that burden on our mind. Ah, oh, the whole world is dependent on me and I have to take care. And when we start doing bhakti, we understand we are not the controller. Krishna is the controller. And even if the things are not under our control, they are always under Krishna's control. So when we start doing bhakti, we are relieved of that burden that we carry on our head. Oh, everything is dependent on me and I have to take care, you know. So that factor, I is identity and D is um, divinity. So whenever something adverse happens, you know, before you know, responding, we should understand the D factor. It is Krishna's uh, plan. And Krishna is expert in transforming even adversity into opportunity. We see in the... Um, Past time of Akshay Patra, you know, Draupadi prayed to Krishna that you know here is Durvasamuni is here with his thousands of disciples, and I've, you know she had already washed the Akshay Patra, so now it can't give food anymore, and now these sadhus will curse the Pandavas for already in exile. So Draupadi prays to Krishna, and then finally Krishna comes there, and instead of helping, the first thing that Krishna asks, he says, "I'm hungry. Can you give me something to eat?" And Draupadi is like, because we didn't have food, I called him for help. Now instead of helping, you are again asking me, give me some food. And Krishna says, no, but I'm hungry. Why don't you go and uh, get something from the Akshay Patra? And she says, I have cleaned it. And Krishna says, check once. And then when she goes and checks, there is something uh, lying there. Now, of course, uh, you know, the moral of the story which we take in the Akshay Patra incident is how Krishna helps us devotee. But one other way of looking around is, how can that Akshay Patra have a morsel of rice or a grain or, you know, how can that be possible when she has cleaned it? How did it come? That means she made a mistake, she didn't clean it properly. That's what it means. How can that be possible? And especially, like, imagine, you know, even a small steel, steel vessel that we use, you know, eating, we clean it so well. And this is Akshay Patra, a golden vessel which is very precious. Definitely we have some gold or silver articles at home, we clean it so nicely and keep it so perfect, definitely she must have cleaned it. So the fact that she didn't clean it properly. So now Krishna converted her silly mistake into also, you know, a good thing for her, for her benefit. So Krishna has that capability, he can just change, you know, even whatever apparently we have made mistakes, he can turn the a thing into our, uh, you know, for our good. So we should have that faith on Krishna. Eh? You know, when Abhimanyu was killed, the one person who felt very bad about the whole incident was Yudhishthir Maharaj. Why? Because it was not Arjun's plan, it was Yudhishthir Maharaj's plan. The Kauravas, they wanted to kill Yudhishthir, so they made Chakrabhu. But nobody knew how to come out, go inside. Now Abhimanyu was available, so they told Abhimanyu, you go. Abhimanyu said, I know how to go in, but I don't know how to come out. They said, don't worry, we are coming behind you. Somehow get in, we'll get in with you. And we will fight and come back. But when actually Abhimanyu got inside the chakra view, the Yudhishthir Maharaj and others, they could not follow him. And he had to go alone inside. And he never came back, he died. Now Yudhishthir Maharaj took upon himself the whole gate. Because of me, my nephew is killed. So what should I do now? now I, how could that happen? So out of anger, when Abhimanyu was killed. Yudhishthir Maharaj, he just climbs on his chariot and he just, you know, with the anger and rage, he just proceeds towards the battlefield. I'm going to kill him 
but I had killed myself, but I want to take revenge of what happened to my nephew. So when he was in his chariot and he was just you know, running towards the battlefield, Vedavya somebody comes there. And Vedavya somebody is asking Yudhishthira, what happened? No, 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 Abhimanyu was killed and I had Vedavya somebody says, oh, come on, hold on, hold on, hold on. And of course, one very special thing about Yudhishthira Maharaj is that no matter what situation and no matter uh, what kind of uh, situation he's put in, he never loses rational etiquette. You know, he got down from his chariot, great obeisances to Vyasadeva. And then he explained the whole thing, his sorrow. You know, this happened, that happened, and I want to take a revenge. And Vyasadeva said a number of things, but out of this, what in our context today, he says two things. He says, Lord's plan, Lord's actions, Lord's plan is, um, you cannot understand the Lord's plan, right? Uh, um, it's very difficult to understand, but. But whatever the Lord does is surely for the benefit of devotee. These are the two things he said. He said, Lord's plan we cannot understand. He said the right word is inscrutable. Inscrutable. The Lord's plan is inscrutable. But whatever the Lord's plan is, is surely for the benefit of his devotees. These two important things, even if we can understand this in our life. Yes, I cannot understand what is the Lord's plan now. It's not making sense to me. But the second part of it is, but whatever the Lord is doing, it's for my benefit. Because the Lord loves me. Lord is so hither. He's a beneficiary of everybody. And if a devotee is convinced of that one word, that Lord is my beneficiary, he feels so safe. He is the boss, and that boss is my beneficiary. So divinity, we just need to have that um, faith that yes, um, there is problem, but you know things are under Krishna's control. So when we are faced with that adverse situations in our life, one is identity, I'm not this body, I'm soul. Second is divinity, and third is eternity. We need to be conscious that we are eternal beings. We are eternal beings. I will share something with you. Sometimes you know, we don't understand when something happens, but after that we understand that it has happened for our good. I'm reminded of this incident that happened, you know, sometime back in New Vrindavan Temple. There's one mother she was sharing. She's a, she works as an air hostess. And how, you know, um, she had a weekend off. So she thought, okay, she'll go and spend some time in New Vrindavan Temple. So she came to the temple, attended Arati and all, but then she got a pager message saying that she has to report back to duty because some of them have taken leave unexpectedly. So she was pretty disappointed that I have to go back to work whereas I wanted to spend my weekend here in the temple. Now, Nivrindavan temple, since it's in the outskirts, very difficult to get transport. So during the Arati, one Prabhu was saying that, yes, I'm going to city tomorrow. So she said, Prabhu, if it's possible, can you drop me also? <coughs> No problem, Mataji. Just, uh, just after Darshanati, if you come near the gate, I'll be cured and I'll drop you. And so after Darshanati, she was standing near the gate and waiting for the Prabhu to come. But he never came. And then she called him, she called him, he never picked up. She messaged him, he never picked up. Later on, you know, she was in a mess because there was no way she could go back. Later on in the evening when she was in Sandhyarti, dancing with one another, uh, Mataji, so that Mataji was telling her, did you hear? Hear what? Or oh, did you hear? No, I didn't hear what. So that devotee, you know, who was supposed to pick you up, he met with a big accident, you know, the whole car was, you know, like crushed and completely, so he's in the hospital. 
So now that she realized that if that devotee would not have forgot to pick her up, you know, because he was supposed to pick up and he just, you know, forgot and he just left. She would have been in that car and, you know, the situation of the car was such, you know, the place where you sit next to the driver was the one that was, you know, crushed. So sometimes some things immediately don't make sense, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have sense. Just that we are not able to make sense of it right now, but it has sense and then we will understand you know, why Krishna does what, when, how, you know. Back in India, you know, just before the Delta wave, Corona Delta wave, my husband had gone to Jaipur. Because we are making this temple in Vishakhapatnam. And he had gone for uh, getting some marble, you know, for the temple. So I was insisting him that, you know, at this situation, don't go to Jaipur, you know, because Corona is everywhere. And that time the first wave had entered and second wave was not yet started. But he went and uh, he went to Pushkar from there and all. And as soon as he came back, that was during God put him or something. And uh, he was sick. And when we went for the corona test, they said, yeah, he has corona. So I was thinking that, you know, I mean, like, we are, like what happens with the Hiranaksha, Hiranakashipu, you understand the scripture, but when situation comes to you, like, you have a question in the mind, and I was thinking, my God, he went for the Lord, you know, to get the marble for the temple, and how come he got corona? And we, you know, trying to understand the scriptures, whatever. See, it's very difficult, I mean, it's a difficult situation to think that whatever happened has happened for the good, isn't it? It's difficult, but I was convincing myself Krishna has a plan. But what plan can Krishna have in giving him Karuna? <laughs> you know, like I'm trying to convince myself that one way I'm like, you know, God, you know, I'm, I'm like trying to, you know. Uh, one More than me, the devotees' congregation, they were scared. <laughs> <laughs> I was not scared, but so, they were scared. And, and then I tell you what happened, very special. He got corona and then because I was serving him, I got corona and then my kids got corona and fine. After the 15 days or spreading years, we all got, got well. And you know, after that, the actual wave started. You know, actual wave started. It was so bad. The wave was so bad. I don't know about the other parts in India, but I witnessed in Vishakhapatam right in front of my eyes. There was no oxygen available. There were no doctors available. There were no rooms in the hospital. And I was just thinking that, you know, Corona had to happen, either today, tomorrow, or everybody, everybody got Corona. But Krishna was so kind that he, you know, he got Corona before the actual wave started. And we had the right facility, we could get doctor at home, we could get everything available. And if it was delayed at that time, I know I would have been more in a panic situation. But here everything went very well. We had somebody to help him, we had the right uh, medicine. In fact, yeah, even medicines were not available. Because I remember after that, some of our congregation devotees got corona and there is a particular medicine called Ramdesir injections. They were not available. They were actually like, you know, uh, we say black market. One Ramdesir injection, 25,000. Can you pay? 50,000. Can you pay? If you pay, you survive. You cannot pay, they will not give you the injection. Imagine, you so I can't see what's happening after two months, but Krishna can see and he is planning our lives, you know. Krishna not only plans the life of Arjuna, he's a he's a Sarathi, chariot driver of all of our lives. And he has a blueprint, a plan for all of our lives. What's going to happen today, tomorrow, and after six months and one year? So yeah, one is identity, one is divinity, and second is eternity. We have to understand that we are eternal, um, you know, people. That we have an eternal life. And we should see everything in a long-term context and not a short-term context. 
let's see everything in a bigger picture, you know. We are, we are, you know, we have, we have to see things by multi-life dimension. It's not just this life. Okay, in this life we did face some problem, some issue, you know, some adversity. But we have been living many more lives just before this body and we are going to live many more lives after this body. We have got many family members just before we had this body and we are going to get in future many other family members just after this body. So it's like a very short span of our life, whatever we are facing now. You know, Lord Rama, he went to Vadvas for 14 years, right? But he actually ruled for 11,000 years. But we didn't talk about those 11,000 years, we only talk about those 14 years, but that was a very small part of his life. And there were so many other aspects of his life. So even our life, you know, whatever situations we are facing, this is a very small part of our life. We, we have been living for a long time now, and we will live for a long time now. So whatever the difficult situation is just a temporary phase in our life, and it's going to pass. So when we try to understand things from that aspect, yeah, we feel a little, a little better, right? I remember 25 years ago, when I was newly married, I had to travel from somewhere you know, in a train alone. My husband was supposed to pick me up at the station. And you know, Indian trains, how they are sometimes, you know. And uh, the little girl that I was, I didn't have that much intelligence. I was sitting, you know, in a confirmed compartment. But somebody said that, you know, can you move a little bit and give me space? So I thought it's etiquette if somebody's asking, it's all right, you know. They are in need. So I moved and I moved and I moved and the end of two hours I was standing. Never <laughs>
our uh, you know Krishna conscious practice, no matter what happens, right? So yeah, we should not stop our uh, activity. See, when Parikshit Maharaj was cursed, he didn't he didn't have that guilt consciousness. He didn't feel bad that I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, you know, you see those verses where he says, oh, "Why did I do this?" You know, but. Afterwards, you never see that he talks about it anymore. It's not that every day he gets up in the morning and he says, Why did I do that? Why did I do that? I should have done that. No. And neither he says, Who is that Shrivi and how dare he curse me and what is this? Neither he is angry on Shrivi and neither he is cursing himself. Why did I do that? But what he is doing is, Okay, now what should I do? Happened? This happened. Okay, Shrivi cursed and I did this mistake. It's not that he's egoistic and he doesn't acknowledge his mistake. He acknowledges that I did this mistake. But now he's positively thinking, okay, what next? What should I do next? So that should be the devotee's mentality. Yeah, we do pastata. Yeah, we do repent. We do feel bad, but we do make a mistake. But if we keep on being in that repentance mood, then we can't do anything. We need to get out of it. Okay, I did something wrong. See, we. The whole point is we have to be Krishna conscious, not problem conscious. If we are problem conscious, we keep on meditating on. I mean, the problems are also such in this material world. The, this thinking it, it loses to us, you know, like a like a tape, and then it it fogs our clear thinking. You know, so we have to be Krishna conscious and not problem conscious. And how will that happen? If we continue whatever our devotional practice is, not that when some situation you know happens in the house, you stop doing arti and you stop chanting and you stop mixing with devotees or you stop associating. No, we should continue that. So actively, you should see if there is a war, you know, one soldier fighting one soldier, there are fair chances for the soldier to win. But if there is one soldier fighting with five soldiers, then it is impossible. So when we are faced in this adverse situations, we are already facing this situation. Yeah, there's something wrong happened to us. But now don't create other five problems: not chanting, not associating, not associating. Then we are doing so many, so many wrong steps at a time, and we will be in trouble. So apart from identity, apart from divinity, apart from eternity, activity should not be stopped. We should continue our uh, Krishna consciousness. Mind changes uh, failure from event to person, you know, mind, it will, that is the definition of mind, it will uh, uh, imagine things, it will magnify things, you know, and it will make you get conscious and it will drag you down and we should not give that opportunity, you know. See, sometimes, you know, um, let's say you are just taking a glass of water and you are trying to drink it and the water spills, okay, the glass has fallen down, the water has spilled. Next step should be you take the glass back, put it back and clean it. But mind now, it will magnify things. You are useless fellow, always that happens to you only. Why the girl yesterday this happened, today that happened, tomorrow don't know what will happen. Always I do this, I'm a hopeless fellow, I'm a buffoon. This is what the mind does. It changes, you know, failure, you know, from an event to a person. And we start, you know, thinking low about ourselves. That's not going to help us. We should not allow the mind to do that, you know. That is, uh, what he says, self-sabdomage, you know. The mind will keep on saying something. And, and we have to take shelter of Krishna and not listen to the um, mind. 
So yeah, these are the things that I wanted to share that if we can, you know, this IDEA idea, if we can uh, remember this, you know, in our life, when you are in adverse situation comes, okay, what is my identity? And Krishna's plan, anyway, I am eternal, you know, and I have so many more lives to live. And um, I have to continue my activity. I have to continue my Krishna conscious activity no matter uh, what happens, right? So yeah, these are the four things. And um, if I want to, um, whatever he spoke just now, if I want to give a short summary, you know, uh, with your face, you know, whenever there's a problem, you just remember this. Look up, look within, look around, look beyond. You know, that's it. Whenever we are faced with an adverse situation, look up. Okay, that's Krishna's plan. Look within. Oh, I'm a soul, not this body. Look around. Yeah, this has happened to me. There are many other good things also. Count your blessings. And look beyond. Okay, this door is closed, but that door may be open. Sometimes we are so focused on this door that we forget that there are actually other doors also which you never even tried to open, right? And I'm reminded of this one analogy I heard somewhere where this little boy was hungry. So he went under an apple tree and he was shaking the apple tree and he was praying to Krishna and shaking the apple tree but not even one apple fall. And he was cursing Krishna and was getting angry and Krishna, I tried, I did my, I prayed, I worked, I did everything. But what he didn't realize is that next to the apple tree there was a mango tree. And because of this friction, a lot of mangoes fall down. But he never picked them. Because his focus was only on the apple tree. And he never saw that there were lots of mangoes there. So Krishna had made some alternate arrangement. So it's like that, you know. Krishna has always had some alternate arrangements. But because we are so focused on that apple tree and we can't see the mango tree, you know. So yeah, look up, look within, look around, look beyond, look ahead. You know, take one step at a time. Even if things are not making sense now, they will eventually make sense. Have faith in Krishna and take one step ahead. And also, um, look for the good in the bad. You know, sometimes, let's say somebody just got a message that he has cancer. Let's say, okay, it's a bad news. But we can start looking for good even in the bad. Okay, I have cancer, but at least I came to know. Okay, but I still have association of devotees. Okay, at least I got a doctor. Well, I have money to pay for the treatment. Well, I have a doctor available here in Bengal. So if you start counting, you know, there's so many good things that you count, even in the bad, you know, even in the bad. So like that, you look for bad, you know, even in the good. And sometimes the bad eventually leads to good. You know, I don't know how many of you have seen Hindi Bollywood movies, but, um, you know, always the Hindi Bollywood movie, the theme is like this. Before the interim, the hero is tortured by the villain, you know. His parents will be killed and the heroine will be kidnapped and all. And after interval, the hero will take revenge, you know. And he becomes the, you know, he just takes revenge and gets his things back on face. So yeah, you know, our life is also like that. We should, there will be something good, even in the bad. You know why? Why the hero gets all the strength from? Just because he was his, his mother was kidnapped or his father was killed or he had to face adverse situation that made him a strong person and now he could you know act better. So similarly in our lives also, sometimes that those bad times make us strong. You know, I, there is this one saying, what is that? Bad times 
make strong men, and strong men make good times. But good times make weak men, <laughs> and weak men make bad times. You know, this is how the whole cycle is. You know, when there are bad times, you become strong, right? Necessity is a mother of invention. What you couldn't do, you must start doing because that's how the situation is. But when during the good times, you know, they make weak men because everything is good, you know. Um, and I'm already crossing time, but I still have five more minutes. Let's say one last thing. Um, you know, there, there's this very famous analogy of these two trees. There was one tree which was nourished every single day, watered and taken care very nicely. And there was this one tree which was not cared for at all. And then during the time of storm, the tree which was not cared at all survived it. And the tree which was cared for so beautifully couldn't survive the storm. And people were wondering what went wrong. And then they understood that because this tree was nourished every single day, the roots never spread deep inside because they never had to go in search of water. So they were just up there. And this tree, because it was not nourished regularly, it went in search of water, the roots, and it went deep and deep and it became so strong. So when we face adverse situation in our life, we actually become stronger devotees. You know, we become more strong. So uh, we should take it um, positively. You know, Krishna is doing the work of um, sculpture. You know, when a sculpture makes a you know statue, he has to beat it. You know, without beating, it will not come um, beautiful. It has to get that beating. Then only it comes beautiful. So you know, it's not that I'm telling that yeah, problem. You know, I'm not trying to talk like Kunti Maharani. Yeah, problem should come in our life. But yeah, if they do come. Then yeah, they, they actually help us to become better devotees if at that delicate time we take the right shelter of the right devotee and somehow get through it, we will shine so beautifully. And if we haven't faced any problems in our life and we are pampered in Krishna consciousness, and then suddenly when something adverse happens, we may just leave Krishna consciousness. We need to go through that, just like the bricks or the pot of a potter has to go through that fire and heat, then the pot becomes strong. We also need that. Some kind of problems in our life, that will make us uh, uh, stronger in you know, Krishna consciousness. Otherwise, you know, it will just be a sattvic entertainment. You know? So, um, yeah, let's um, end it here and I'll uh, open the, we have five more minutes and I'll open for uh, comments, uh, suggestions and Corrections. Thank you so much. I can get your Jagat Guru Shri Prabhupada. Thank you so much, Hare Krishna. Yes, Thank you, Madhuri, for the wonderful class. Madhuri, you said that the results come from karma and divinity and kala. So, how does kala? Yeah, time is an important factor and everything happens according to uh, time and Krishna is a controller of time. So you see, um, it's Krishna's plan and our endeavor and the right time. You know, there are these five things whenever something has to happen. You know, we have to make an endeavor, Krishna has to sanction and the right time, right place, then only things happen. 
So we cannot prematurely expect something. When the right time comes, Krishna will give. So we just need to have patience. I was remembering one joke. This one man went on the top of a hill. And he thought if I if I start trying to speak speak to Krishna from the top of the hill, it's more closer. <laughs> so he was telling Krishna, Lord, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. So he said, Lord, I have some question to ask. And the Lord replied, Yes. What is the question? No, um, I heard that you know uh, thousands and crores of rupee for you is just one penny. And the Lord said, Yeah, it's true for me. It's just one penny. So my dear Lord, can you just give me one penny? I just need your money. And the, and the Lord said, yeah, I will give it in my time, one minute. So Lord's one minute is, you know, thousands of... So yeah, the Lord said, yeah, I'll give it in my time. So it's like that, you know, um, the Lord has his own, uh, his own plan. And he will work according to his plan. We can't uh, dictate him. You know, in the... In the Hindi movies, you know, in the 80s, there was this uh, villain, you know, Rajkumar. And he had this typical way of saying, you know, Jani Maringe, Zaroor Maringe. Lekin goli bhi meri hogi, samay bhi mera hoga, aur shat bhi meri hogi. You know, by how, when I will kill, how I will kill, it will be on my condition. You know, that's a typical villain, you know, uh, Rajkumar. So that's what Krishna also says. Yeah, I'll help you. But how I'll help you? When I help you, that can be my choice. <laughs> you can't dictate me. See, our problem is, when we go to Krishna with a problem, we tell Krishna, this is the problem, and this is the solution. You just execute it. <laughs> I know the solution also. But that's not fair with Krishna. We can tell the problem to Krishna, but we can't tell solution. Solution he knows. He's more wiser than us. We can only tell him the problem, you know, but, that, but, but our problem is we think we know and he should just help us execute what we want him to execute. So uh, that's not um, fair. You see, we have our own definitions, you know, even about protection. Our definition of protection is, if Lord takes care of my family, if Lord takes care of our finances, Lord takes care of my health, if Lord takes care of my relationship, that means Lord has protected me. But that's not Lord's definition of protection. Lord wants to protect our soul. He is seeing Lord, not our body. See, if we see, you know, Lord says, Nami Bhakta Pranashriti, I protect my devotees. But if you see in Bhagavatam, you know, what happened to um, uh, Chitraketu Maharaj? He was born as Vitsasur. So where did the Lord protect him? You see, Bharat Maharaj, he was born as a dealer. How did the Lord uh, protect him? So you see, um, um, uh, what you say, um, the Jendra, what is his, uh, in the Dunda Maharaj, right? He was in the Dunda Maharaj and he was born as an elephant. So where did Lord protect? But Jiva Goswami says in his commentary, yes, Lord protected. But Lord's protection is not protection of the body. Oh, why did, you know, he get an elephant body or why he got a deer body or why he got a body of a demon. Lord's protection is the protection of our soul. He is thinking of a bigger picture. So yes, temporarily, yeah, there are some difficulties. But Lord is seeing in a bigger picture what way it will benefit us. So even though in the Dinda Maharaj became Gajendra, but his consciousness was very high in that body. Even though Bharat Maharaj became a deer, 
But even in that dear body, he was only eating dry leaves and he had full focus on the, on the Lord. And even in the case of Chitra Ketu Maharaj becoming Vitsasuru, he apparently became a demon. But yeah, he was more advanced and he was able to remember the Lord even in the time of death. So here the body may have you know, got a low class body, but a high class consciousness and they were able to remember Krishna. So that is actually Lord's protection. If we are able to remember Krishna in every situation of our life, it is the actual protection of the Lord. Not that Lord protected my situation and I am very nicely placed. That is not protection. Even though whatever happened in my life, I could remember Krishna, that's the actual uh, protection. Okay, shall I give you a, you know this word protection? I can go more two minutes, okay? <clears throat> you know this word protection? P-R-O-T-E-C-T-I-O-N That I did how Lord protects. P, <clears throat> sometimes the Lord protects personally. Like he protected the Rajvasis, right? He picked up the Govardhan. So sometimes he will protect uh, personally. He will come and help. R, sometimes he will protect through his representatives. Like, you know, in the case of Pandavas, when uh, Lakshagraha was conceived by Duryodhana to burn the Pandavas alive, then Vidura comes and uh, <coughs> hints them, okay, with various, uh, that you know, protect yourself just like a rat makes a tunnel and protect yourself. So sometimes Krishna protects P for personally, sometimes R by his representatives. Somebody will come in our life, like Vidura came in the life of Pandavas and protected. So P R O, sometimes omnipresent, just in the case of Draupadi, Krishna gave those um, saris, right, uh, to Draupadi. Nobody could see, but Krishna was there and he protected uh, her honor, right? So P for person, R for representative, and O for omnipresence, and um, T is by his teachings, sometimes Krishna's protection is by his teachings. Like he protected Arjuna by Bhagavad Gita and is protecting us by Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita by his teachings. So sometimes the protection is by teachings. Not that Krishna will come and personally help you, but, but we can read Bhagavad Gita and you know protect ourselves. <coughs> so we are OT. <coughs> e. Sometimes Krishna will empower us to endure that situation. You know, he will help us, he will give us that um, strength, right? And C, sometimes combination of all these things. And T, the last one, time. Time. Time is the biggest healer. Today, what is the source of our misery or the source of our happiness will not be the source of our misery or happiness and the line. You know? I'll give you one example and I'll end it here. When I was a young girl, school going girl, my cousin brother went to Germany and he got a eraser, you know, um, my going to school means 30, 30, 35 years back. So I was so excited about that uh, eraser because it was from Germany and I never used it for erasing anything. <laughs> the only thing I used it was to show people, I have this eraser and I have this eraser. And that, and I just used Nataraj rubber, I don't know if you know, <laughs> to erase things, but I never used it. It was always there in my compass box and it was my greatest source of happiness. 
and I never let it out of my sight. And always it has to be the nice, I have to see that it is there. <clears throat> and it was my greatest source of happiness and I thought, I am never going to, you know, be apart from it. But whether you believe it or not, now I don't know where is that it is. <laughs> it was my source of happiness, you know, but it's not now. So this is just a matter of an eraser. But if you just look back, you know, 10, 15 years back your life, I'm sure there may be people in your life or there may be things in your life which you were very attached to. But now you find it funny. You find it, okay, fine, it's, it's not that big thing, right? So yeah, so even today, whatever situation that we are facing, we may think, this is it, I'm done. Oh no, Krishna, it's not fair with me, you know. But if you just, if you somehow, you know, just manage yourself, just after some time when you look back, you will feel, it's okay, it's okay, whatever Krishna did, it helped me, you know. See, in, in devotional life, you know, what, what I understand is, it's like a cave, you know. In the beginning, when we are new in Krishna consciousness, it's okay. It's pretty comfortable. We you know, get inside the cave because you can see, still see the light, you know, from where you entered. But when you get right there in the middle, that is where things become very complicated because you can't see the door to Gorakarindavan, and you can't even see that door from where you came in because you're already in Krishna consciousness so much. You can't take a step back, and you can't start, you know, again breaking the rules or four regular Christmas and go back. But at the same time, you're not getting that ananda or pleasure of Kolaka Vrindavan. The only taste you're getting is prasadam, you know. And, you know, the chanting is not giving that great taste. And, and you are at, at that point, you know, you feel, did I do the right thing or should I just, you know, uh, go back? Is it not? That happens with everybody's uh, life in, in that middle part. The starting is okay. You know, when we just come new into Krishna consciousness, everything is so okay. We like devotees, we like people. We just feel everybody around us is a Shuddha Bhakta, pure devotee. We are very happy about it. You know, and, and at the end, when we actually become pure devotees, also everything is going to be wonderful. The only problem is there in the middle. And in that middle part, if we have some uh, mentor in our life, you know, and somehow pass through that, you know, and then everything is going to be uh, fine, right? So yeah, that's it. We just need some mentor and the right association. Well, that's it. And my husband is warning me that I'm going on and on, so I think I'll stop it here. I have this bad habit of speaking too much. Shrimad Bhagavatam ki Shropad ki Jairas ki Tashati Mata ki Samvesta Bhakta Vinda ki Sita Yor Sita Thank you so much. If you have more questions, you can ask me. Thank you. 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 Thank you.